Hey, folks. Hmm, excuse me. This is Jesse Go back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. As always, I appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time for the day. I hope it gives you something to look forward to. I assume it does a little bit since a number of y'all seem to be coming back on a regular basis, so I'm glad. And hopefully it adds some tools to your toolbox, as we said in the Marine Corps, and hopefully it helps our country just a little bit. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. Very, very grateful for that. The rain has come and gone. The ground is already drying up quickly because we were so far behind. And so it is sucking it up greedily. Not a whole lot on the homestead. Managed to suck one of my girls out to the garden to kind of weed around the garlic, which seems to be doing very good. That's really about all we've got left that's of much note in the garden. And planted some. I can't remember what kind of bulbs in one of their little flower gardens yesterday. So that's about it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word, your love, and your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for the people that listen to the podcast and share it. Be with them and their families. Guide them, bless them. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you bestow upon us. Forgive us our pride and our arrogance, our selfishness, our judgment of others. Forgive us for not turning back to you. Forgive us for the vanity of our own hearts, the deceitfulness there that we think that we've done all this on our own and that we don't need you. Guide our nation, please, back to you. Help us to elect men who rule in the fear of you. Help us to put you back at the center of our nation and our institutions. Walk beside us, Father, please. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. And most of all, help us to put our faith in you your Son, Jesus Christ, and to trust and obey. And know that you'll bring us home one day to you and your Son. In his name we pray. And God, my words, Father, please. Amen. So we're going to read <clears throat> a couple quotes here, as long as my voice will stay, which seems to be decided to do funny stuff today. We're going to talk about Reagan just a little bit. A couple of his quotes. This 
first one. Abraham Lincoln recognized that we could not survive as a free land when some men could decide that others were not fit to be free and should therefore be slaves. Likewise, we cannot survive as a free nation when some men decide that others are not fit to live and should be abandoned to abortion or infanticide. My administration is dedicated to the preservation of America as a free land, and there is no cause more important for preserving that freedom than affirming the transcendent right to life of all human beings, the right without which no other rights have any meanings or any meaning. It's hard to look at what's going on in our country today, folks, and not see a fight coming. And uh, the other option that is equally possible is just to continue to slide into the evil tyranny, the slavery of of leftism, which is just a different shade of communism, socialism, fascism, Nazism. I think a number of people, well, I know we read quite a few here. Lincoln talked about it, I believe, in his second inaugural address. Thought that the Civil War was God's punishment on this nation for slavery. And, you know, Lincoln made that comment. We read it recently. Uh, if, if the cost, the ultimate cost was that every drop of blood that had been taken from a man by the lash was required to be repaid by the sword or that every drop of sweat and scent of money that was wrung out of the slaves was required to be dumped back into this war until it, you know, before it ended, then, then that was God's will. And it was, it was horrific, folks, if you know anything at all about the Civil War. The num numbers, I, I'm, I'm reaching here, I just read it the other day, I want to say it was a little over half a million, just talking about soldiers between the North and the South. Some of y'all that know history better than I can pull that number up in your heads pretty quickly or you can look it up. But if that was the cost of the Civil War, what in the world do we think the cost for abortion over the last 50 years is going to be? For murdering, slaughtering 60 million plus of our own children.
We make Hitler look like a joke. Hitler killed, exterminated, six, seven million Jews in the Holocaust, right? And we have ripped apart, dismembered, thrown away in garbage bags. Over 60 million of our own children. And we don't even really seem that sorry for it. But I have a pretty good feeling we're about to be. We don't take it seriously, folks. You know, it's just something that we deal with and <clears throat> we say, oh, what can we do about it? And we go about our lives and we, we watch our basketball or football, baseball games, or we, we read that latest book that we got by that fiction writer that we really enjoy, or we pack up and go hunting, not the kind of hunting that you need to do to feed your family, folks, but just because we like it, we enjoy it. And, and we shove the really important things to the periphery at best. I didn't really intend to go down this path, folks, but there's a lot to be said about that, about us in America, that we have been given more than any other country in the history of the world. And that we think that a just God is going to sit there and not be upset at how badly we have abused the blessings that we've been given. Just think about all the things you have in your life, right? And you got heat, a warm house in the winter, you know, probably a cool house in the summer with AC, cars that run, healthy children, healthy parents, healthy spouse, loving marriage. Uh, a tractor that works and helps you do work on the farm that farmers a hundred years ago would have loved to have. Uh, clothes to wear, food to eat, uh, and a lot of it now, <laughs> you know, pretty decent food. Uh, a supermarket where you can walk in and have so many choices that it's hard to even figure out what you want to pick. And yet, we grumble, even if it's internally, about giving one hour to God once a week, much less spending any time reading His Word on a daily basis or praying. We grumble about loving our spy, our spice, <laughs> loving our spouse for even 30 minutes a day. And we ignore, justify, treat relativistically the really major issues in our country. I mean, the right to life, like Lincoln says here, I mean, that's the very first unalienable right that our founders listed in our declaration as given by God. Very first one. And we've taken it away. I'm not sure that carte blanche really applies here, but we've taken away 
really without much. I mean, we've got a what? We've got a lot of right to life marches across the country. And uh, and that's great. It's it's awesome that there's people out there marching. It's awesome that there's people out there trying to make a difference. But why are the numbers so few? Why why is that not a single issue vote? For a hundred percent of the nation, I know a hundred percent. Y'all are saying, well, that's not realistic. But just think about it this way. Every single person that votes has been born. And if you vote for someone that supports abortion, infanticide, you're literally voting to take the right the right which which Reagan says without which no other rights have any meaning the, the fundamental right to life you're voting to take that right which you're enjoying away from a baby i mean that's that's pretty condemning folks right there Abortion is the moral issue today for our country like slavery was going into the Civil War. And I get, y'all know, listening to the podcast, I get really fired up about illegal immigration, feminism, LGBTQ relationships, all moral issues, DEI or critical race theory, identity politics. All of these are moral issues and they're big deals. But abortion may well be the one that takes the cake, so to speak. That, well, just like slavery, that led to the judgment of our nation. Really didn't intend to go that far down that path. Uh, Another Reagan quote. This was, he wrote a letter to the American people in November of 1994, revealing his Alzheimer's diagnosis. This is one of the comments in that letter. In closing, let me thank you, the American people, for giving me the great honor of allowing me to serve as your president. When the Lord calls me home, whenever that day may be, I will leave with the greatest love for this country of ours and eternal optimism for its future. I now begin the journey that will lead me into the sunset of my life. I know that for America, there will always be a bright dawn ahead. I'm not sure that <clears throat> that there will always be a bright dawn 
for America as a nation. But there can always be a bright dawn for each of us individually if we'll put our faith in Jesus Christ. And he is right about leaving with the greatest love for this country of ours and just well and eternal optimism. That's what I was really trying to say he was right about. That when you when you really trust God, when we make a decision, when we choose, and I'm not the best at this, folks. I have so many doubts. So many demons I feel like that just love to so doubts in my mind. It's why it's so important to read the Bible each day so you get centered back on that truth. But when you put your faith, when you choose to put your faith in God and Jesus Christ, then you know that no matter what happens here on earth, you still belong to Him. And and God may be done with our country. We may, may have gone too far astray. Uh, or we may have a civil war coming. Or he may help us turn it around. The point is, as long as he's in control, we can have this eternal optimism that Reagan talks about. You really can. You can You can smile through it. You know, just this whole conversation about abortion, it, it really is sad. It's tragic. And it's something that we really need to be focusing our energies on. It's not something to just smile about and say, oh, well, God's got it and walk away. I mean, we have a responsibility to act in the manner that we can, the best we can, and to make it a priority. But at the end of the day, God's got it. And, and that's, that is a reason to smile for our country, for ourselves individually, for all those babies that we never got to meet, but will someday. That's a reason to smile. <laughs> Reagan's comment here about uh, hope. To me, that was a very hope-filled couple sentences, and, and it reminded me of one of the verses from, from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, that I had just read. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are, if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. That, that hope, folks, I've, I've talked about it, make that comment often. What other hope do you really have besides in Jesus Christ? You can't do it on your own. If you're honest at all, you know that no matter how hard you try, somewhere you slip up almost every day. And we get better at it the older we get. 
at least hopefully. But that, that hope, you know, where does that eternal optimism come? What's Reagan talking about? He's talking about God and Jesus Christ. You know, what, what was Lincoln talking about? Where did we have to turn? We had to turn back to God, to our Redeemer, to our Savior. And there's a reason for hope, folks. But we have to hold on to that hope, and we have to hold on to the right hope, the correct hope, which is Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.